It is episode two of the Nothing But Controversy podcast, and oh baby, do we have a doozy for you today. It's Christmas Eve, so we got our Christmas special going. Uh, we got a bunch of segments just related to Christmas, so we're just going to talk about it. We, have our, we did our Christmas wish list for the NFL last week. We're going to do our Christmas wish list for the NBA this week. Um, we're going to see who we want as an athlete at our table for Christmas dinner and stuff like that. We're going to get predictions about uh, the NFL game going on on Christmas Day along with the NBA games. So let's start off with uh, the Christmas Day game for the NFL, which, of course, I'm going to be interested in because it is the Minnesota Vikings at the New Orleans Saints. And currently the Saints are favored by seven in that game. Dawson, give me what you think. Yeah, I think uh, – so, Matt, Breeze, he – did Breeze play last week? No. Uh, yeah, he, he, he looked brutal, eh? He looked brutal in the first quarter. The rest of the game, he looked phenomenal. He looked phenomenal, okay. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I never, I haven't liked the Vikings all season. I've watched them once, I think, when they played the Colts, and Kirk Cousins was just brutal. Um, I know he's gotten better. He's, you know, he's made that relationship with Justin Jefferson, built that relationship up, uh, and obviously Adam Thielen is Adam Thielen. But I think the Saints' defense is way too good. I think Kirk Cousins is going to have two or three guys in his face on every single play, um, and I think Drew Brees. One quarter, you know, getting back into the swing of things, that full game is going to help him a lot. Um, yeah, so I think that offense is going to be rolling too. Obviously, no Michael Thomas, uh, but I think, you know, Alvin Kamara is probably your non-quarterback MVP this year. I don't think there's really a debate of that. Maybe Derrick Henry. Um, but, yeah, I think New Orleans is going to go into Minnesota. I think they're going to win. by. They're definitely going to cover. I think they'll win 10-plus, um, and it's going to be over fairly early. Yeah, another thing with that, though, is when is the first quarter was Drew Brees' worst quarter of his career. His yeah. worst start of his career was 0 for 4. He started 0 for 6. I was going to say. He never started 0 for 5 in his career. It's pretty funny. That That's pretty an unbelievable crazy, yeah. stat, like, when you think about it. Yeah. I mean, he has all the records for most, like, completions and most, like, he's the most accurate passer of all time. But, like, mm-hmm. uh, like, like you can't just freak out over one quarter, you know, and he looked pretty good. I mean, Everyone's saying his arm's done, and he threw that ball to Emmanuel Sanders down the sideline. That was a great play. It just gave everyone that hope. But here, I'll give my prediction now. So what I'm starting to think is the Saints are starting to feel a little bit of desperation, okay? So two weeks ago, all they needed to do was win against the Eagles, and they locked up the NFC South. They just needed a one win and, and a, or a Tampa Bay loss. Tampa Bay won, New Orleans got upset, and then they played against the Chiefs. But everyone, I guess, predicted that the Chiefs were going to win even though the Saints, I thought, proved to me, if anything, that they look better because they were missing their three top targets. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders got hurt halfway through the game. Traquan Smith got hurt, like, in the first quarter. Michael Thomas is on the <coughs> island out till the playoffs. And the Saints, to me, the Saints' defense were very troubling for Patrick Mahomes. I hadn't seen Patrick Mahomes that flustered since uh, maybe, maybe against the Dolphins, too. But the Saints were getting pressure to him. So, to me, like, that just – that just made my confidence high. If ever the Saints get to play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, knock on wood. But um, listen, the Saints are getting desperate now. A win wins them the, the NFC South, and it's time for them to lock it up. It'd be nice to have the NFC South before before Week 17. Um, to me, this uh, the Saints look good against the Chiefs. 
And uh, the Vikings, they, they're starting to pack it in because that loss against the, the Bears was soul-crushing. Now they have a 2% chance of making the playoffs. Like, they need so much help and they need to win out. And I th honestly, I think the Vikings have packed it in. And I think the Saints just have more to lose in, in losing the NFC South than the Vikings do and having a 2% shot at making the playoffs. So give me the Saints as well to cover the minus seven. And, uh, yeah, Shane, let me know what you think. All right, you're not going to like this one. But I do think the Saints are going to win. They're, I don't think the Vikings are going to win at all. But the Vi I don't think the Saints are going to win by seven. Uh, I don't know what it is with the Vikings. It doesn't matter how bad the Vikings are. The Saints always have trouble with them, and it, I don't know why. Also, like you said, they have a 2% chance of making the playoffs. They have nothing to lose anymore. They're just going to go give everything they have, and they really have nothing to lose at this moment. But the Saints have everything to lose because, uh, like, the Bucks are right there with them. If the Saints lose again, then the Bucks could have a chance to cash up to them. But for a team, you see a lot of teams in a lot of sports when they have nothing to lose anymore, like the Vikings do right now. They somehow come out, and that's when the team really comes together. Like, if you watch hockey, it's kind of that spoiler mode. The underdog team wants to play that spoiler. And I think that's what the Vikings have that mentality to do right now. And that's why I think that they're going to – I would take them plus seven. Fair enough. I, I don't know. The Saints, to me, look better than they have in the last few years, and they've had issues with the Vikings, obviously. Uh, I don't know what that is. There was a mini miracle, which – what are you going to do about that? That was tough to watch for sure. I'm happy the Eagles smoked them the week after. But this year, I don't know. The Vikings, I, I don't see them being the same problem for the Saints. Saints defense looks a lot better than they have, um, obviously. And, and yeah, I would definitely take the Saints to cover, even by double probably. The Vikings, you're right, Shane, the Vikings have nothing to lose, but they also don't have anything to, like, to give. I, to me, they don't look good. Justin Jefferson's like one of the only bright spots on that team. Cam Dantzler looks good too, but we'll see. I think this is this is the game for the Saints. First of all, Davis Murray might be a little revenge game. I think you use him, pound, pound the rock, and, and this is the game where you can finally get Alvin Kamara in space all game long. And I think if the Saints do that, they, they cover for sure. Win by 14. As much as I, uh, than, uh, than Alvin Kamara in the open space, let me tell you. As much as I love Janoris Jenkins, I don't think he could stop Justin Jefferson. And if they if they put uh, Gardner Johnson on him, I don't think he, that he could stop Justin Jefferson either. So I think Justin Jefferson is going to have a big day for the Vikings. But I, like I said, the Saints are going to win. I just don't see it as a, a touchdown. I disagree. <laughs> you know who? You know who? When do you not disagree if it's something against the Saints? I'm just saying I think that uh, C.D. Gardner-Johnson is incredibly underrated. I think so, too. He's a Gator boy, but I don't think he's good enough to cover Justin Jefferson, who's going off. Is that the guy that just punches everyone? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kills me. Anyways, we'll move on to our Christmas Day NBA games, and this is my favorite Baby. Christmas Day tradition. I'm downstairs. I'm, I always wake up late when I'm on the holidays, and uh, during the NBA, I'm up at 1130. I'm ready to go place my bets and uh i'm park my ass on the couch and uh i'm watching all day especially with the saints game on. i'm gonna be <clears throat> chilling all day especially in quarantine and stuff so we'll start with the first game of the day which is the new orleans pelicans at the miami heat miami's currently favored by five and a half points shaner give me your thoughts 
Uh, I like the Pelicans in this game. Uh, I think what they did last night was very good. I think the Heat are – I think their offseason was too short, so right now they're they're not rested. So that's why I think they're going to start off slow. Uh, yesterday against Orlando, they didn't look that great. Uh, and like I said, against the Raptors, Brandon Ingram looked amazing. He was one rebound short of a triple-double. And I knew watching that game that the Raptors had a chance because he looked bad in the first half. And then he started getting going, and there was no answer for him. And honestly, as much as, as crazy as this sounds, I still think Brandon Ingram is the best player on this team. And I think that he could carry them until Zion turns into the animal that he is. But I don't see anybody on the Heat slowing down Brandon Ingram, and I think he, he brings them to another win. You don't see Jimmy Butler uh, nope. matching up on Brandon Ingram? Nope. Brandon Ingram is turning into an elite scorer. Yep. I agree. I'm going to jump in, too. I think that the Raptors shot themselves in the foot yesterday in the third quarter. They played, like, absolute Absolutely. dog shit. Um, I think the commentator said it really well. That was that third quarter was Serge Ibaka's time. That's when Serge Ibaka came in, dropped eight in the quarter. Whatever, the Raptors at the end of that quarter were down by eight, I think. Um, I think just having that starting caliber player coming off your bench and playing the majority of the third quarter – uh, it's something the Raptors are really going to miss this year. Like DeAndre Bembry or Chris Boucher is not that guy at all. Um, Norm Powell, maybe, but again, he doesn't have the size to really, you know, intimidate inside uh, and, and, you know, really dominate where Serge did. So I think the Raptors just played like shit yesterday. Um, but I do think the Pelicans are a playoff team this year, 100%, like a, a six seed, maybe. I, I can see them. I think the Raptors are the better team. Um, but the Pelicans... Uh, I think they're going to go into Miami. I think they're going to not cover. I think Miami's going to, you know, take that shitty game against Orlando. Uh, they're going to build off that, and I think they'll, uh, they'll they'll find a matchup for Brandon Ingram and for Zion. Because other than that, uh, you know, you know, Lonzo played well yesterday, but uh, JJ Redick was lights out last night. JJ Redick was lights out, but when is JJ Redick not lights out? Uh, I don't know. You know. Uh, but I, I, I JJ Redick is probably good. the guy I hate the most in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm JJ Redick just probably... JJ Redick just has that face. JJ Redick, Marcus <laughs> Smart, fucking, they have that face. He's just one of those guys. I'm not sure what it is, but can't stand watching him play, even though he's I'm, insane. But yeah, yeah, he just has that face. But uh, no, I, I'm taking Miami tomorrow and Miami to cover as well. I think a six point uh, dub is very, very doable for Miami. Cam, you go and I'll go. Uh, yeah, I'll jump in. I think. I agree with Dawson here. I think the Raps and the Pelicans look better than they actually are. I do see them being a playoff team for sure. Brandon Ingham looks like he's going to be a problem. <clears throat> that being said, I think Miami was a little hungover yesterday. Uh, I think I think they'll bounce back tomorrow, get the dub, cover the five and a half for sure. Bam still looked good yesterday to me. I mean, he's he's young. He'll be good to go all year. So I like Miami. I think you guys covered it pretty well, but uh, just for me to jump in. I've got Miami to win, but not necessarily to cover. I would take the, the, the points if I was the Pelicans. I'm not too confident with that pick, but uh, I, don't, I don't know if I see Miami winning by six. Especially, I mean, I just feel like uh, Miami's hurting right now. But, yeah, uh, that, they, they looked a little sluggish yesterday for sure. We'll see. You never know. I mean, if, if it was the Raptors that did play that bad, then maybe everyone's freaking out about the Pelicans. But uh, I don't know. I thought they looked okay. I mean, uh, no, they, they look good. They 100% yeah, look no, good. Yeah, no, I agree, but 
I think the Raptors just made them look a little better than they are. Yeah. Like the Raptors didn't knock down any shots in the third quarter. Yeah, the they were like third one quarter for 10 from three. Yeah, exactly. Third quarter, the Raptors went like one sixteen, one of sixteen for three from three. They turned the ball over like twenty three times in the game. Like it was just they they kind of played like shit. All right, so let's move on to our next game. We got the Golden State Warriors at the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks are currently favored by minus eight and a half. Um, I'll go first here. I think that my uh, Milwaukee is gonna come is gonna come out and crush the Warriors. Okay, so I think the Warriors are gonna be good, but I think it's gonna take some time. Um, the Bucks just came off a crushing loss to the Celtics. That was just brutal. I had money on that, and I was freaking out. I'm pissed. <laughs> so I, I just want to see the Bucks come out, come out heavy and win big in this game. I got them to cover the, the nine points. And, uh, yeah. I agree with that one. I'm taking the Bucks eight and a half also. The Warriors looked really bad. I know that's the Nets. I know KD was back. I know Kyrie was back. But the Warriors looked terrible on opening night. Uh, literally the only one that really did anything was Steph. Uh, Kelly Oubre did not play good. Andrew Wiggins did not play well either. Wiseman actually surprised me. He played better than I, I was going to say. Nineteen looks like he's he's fitting he's fitting in there. <clears throat> yeah, Wiseman played like I said a lot better than I thought he would for his first game starting at center in the NBA. Uh, but I don't think uh, nobody's matching up with with Giannis on that team and. Honestly, Middleton played very well last night, too. Uh, I like Dante DiVincenzo, too. So, I, I, I'm taking eight and a half for the Bucks on that one. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a Warriors guy at all. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw Richard Jefferson's tweet, but he said that when, when the Warriors were, you know, the Warriors of old, like the Splash Brothers Warriors, like 2000-whatever-it-was, um, the entire league kind of had to adapt – to beat the Warriors. Everything had to change to beat the Warriors because no one could beat the Warriors. Um, and now that everyone's adapted, I think the Warriors kind of haven't changed anything, but now everyone matches up well against the Warriors. Yeah. So they're not getting these easy wins anymore. They're not going to go whatever it was, 73 and nine anymore because everyone matches up well with them because they literally changed the NBA. Uh, so I don't like the Warriors at all this season until they make a change. Uh, and I think they will make a change. And I think Steve Kerr is still a great coach. I think they still have the best point guard in the NBA. Um, so I think when they do make the change, they'll be back to a playoff team. But I haven't seen enough of a change from them yet to, you know, garner any not respect, but the, you know, another playoffs. Thing I, another thing I like in the Bucks uh, is the matchup of Drew Holiday against Steph Curry. I like what Drew Holiday does <clears throat> on defense. I'm not saying he's going to completely eliminate Steph Curry. But I'm saying he's one of the best defensive point guards in the NBA. And I think that that matchup favors the Bucks when the Warriors don't have any other, like, options. As I said, War uh, Wiggins and Oubre looked very bad. The only thing I have to say to that is, like, I know you said he's not going to completely shut down Steph. I think it's impossible to shut down Steph, not only because of his shot and where he could shoot from wherever, but he's – probably the point guard that moves around the most. Like, he gets the ball out of his hands, and he runs around the court. It's, he, gets, he gets his picks. He gets his matchups that he wants. Like, I find that so hard to defend. And regardless of – because I think Drew Holiday is maybe the best defensive point guard in the league. I think he's amazing. But if you're getting picked and you're getting switches, like, 
it's, it's hard to do that. And I think Steph is just running all over the place. He gets himself open, and that's what makes him so dangerous. Not only that he's the best shooter ever, but, you know, like, you got to take that into account. Also, Doss, what you said, like, with the Warriors, like, you just got to also take into account, like, they're missing their Clay Thompson. They are oh, missing on Green. Like, you can't completely take them out of the conversation yet, you know? Like, I th- no, I'm, and again, I'm not taking them out of the conversation, but they're not going to run over teams like they did in the past. Maybe that's because, you know, other super teams have been built, like the Lakers, like, I, don't, I wouldn't even call Milwaukee a super team, but, um, but no, I, I just don't think, I don't know, I think, they don't have enough without KD now. And, and and again, Clay is obviously a huge piece missing. Draymond is a huge piece missing. But I think KD was just that little extra bit that, you know, really, really put them over the edge. Yeah. But, uh, I, don't, I don't really have anything else to add, honestly. I'll take Milwaukee minus eight and a half, too. Yeah, sounds good. We'll move on to our next uh, game. We got the Brooklyn Nets at the Boston Celtics. Brooklyn favored by two in that game right now. I don't have much to say about them. Except that, my goodness, Brooklyn looked like a championship team. Yeah. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving can, can play like they did for a <laughs> solid more. Like, I think they both played only 25 minutes. I mean, they didn't need to play more. But imagine if they're playing hard for a good 35 minutes a game. Like, and let's not forget like, Karis LeVert, too. Dropped yeah. 46. Like, when you're, when you're on a team with Kyrie and KD, and then you have another guy who's dropping 46, to me, like, that's scary. That is very scary. I would be very, I would be very scared if I was a team in the East right now, especially the Milwaukee Bucks, man. The Milwaukee Bucks thought it was their their year, man. I thought last year was their was their year, and they blew it like they always do. But uh, I don't know, man. Brooklyn could uh, could run the table. I think Brooklyn is. I don't want to call it a lock for the Eastern Conference Finals, but fuck, man, they looked unreal. And I'm not just saying this because uh, you know some context here. Sports card investor, uh, you know, I, I look a lot into sports cards. I'm not biased because I have a lot of money invested into KD, but uh, I think KD can win MVP this year. I think KD can win comeback player of the year this year. I think KD can run the fucking awards table uh, and, you know, get a finals MVP on top of that. I think KD, um, people forgot how good KD was, man. He is For sure. a cheat yeah. code. He He's is a cheat code. He is. He's going to retire the best scorer of all time, and I don't think he already is. I think he already is too. I think it doesn't make sense. Like, (laughs) and I, I think Kyrie finally has someone that he gels with. I think having KD on the team last year and not playing with him, and you know, not having the season that they hoped, made Kyrie realize that you know maybe I'm not a Batman, but like I don't necessarily need to be a Robin. Like there could be two co-superstars you know, living together. Uh, and I think Kyrie finally realized that last year. So I think him kind of putting that aside is going to be a game changer. And I think, again, I think the Nets are going to be huge. So I don't even know what the spread is. I don't even it's fucking know who they're playing, but I'm taking the Nets to cover because I think the Nets minus game. two against the Celtics. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I, I do like the Celtics, but um, I, yeah, no. I don't think, I don't think the, I don't think the, the Bucks are anywhere near the Nets and the Celtics almost just lost to the Bucks, so I think two is a very favorable spread for uh, <clears throat> for Brooklyn. And not for nothing, I just want to say that Jason Tatum's going to be an MVP in this league. My, oh, 100%. That guy good. Oh. I think uh, anytime KD's playing, it's hard to bet against his team. Yep. But it's not impossible. So I'm <laughs> taking the Celtics. 
I genuinely think that, that the Celtics are going to come out of the East this year. Uh, I think they have the best young duo in the league in Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Uh, I think right now, obviously, Kemba Walker is not healthy, but when he's healthy, that gives them a huge boost. The fact that Kemba Walker's, Walker's not a selfish player and can see that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are the future of this team, he, he can take that backseat, unlike Kyrie did that when he was there. Uh, and that's why I think they were so good last year. And I think, honestly, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are only going to keep getting better. These guys are not even hitting their prime in the next, like, two to three years. Like, it's going to take – they're still so young for them to, to grow. Uh, I like Marcus Smart as much as you said he has one of those faces. He has one of those faces, yeah. yeah. Marcus Smart is a basketball player. We cannot take that away from him. And I think adding Tristan Thompson was a huge piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't – I just – they're my pick to go to the finals in the East this year because I think uh, when it's time to turn it on, I think Tatum – Tatum's unstoppable. And I think Jalen Brown is probably the most underrated young superstar yeah, in the NBA. I agree. I think he's so underrated. I have one better, but I think. Well, like I said, it is hard to go against KD. <laughs> Who, Matt? Devin Booker, baby. Doesn't yeah. get, doesn't get the, the, the respect he deserves. He played really well last night, too. Devin Booker is just a good basketball yeah. player. Like, he's just good. Yeah, no. I, I think like Kyrie and KD is like the duo we didn't know we needed to see until we saw them the other night. You know, like for me, like I was just so impressed. And like all I could say about this game is I'm excited to watch it. I was so I impressed do, by I Kyrie. I do like though. Brooklyn, but yeah, me too. Me too. But I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want this team to add a James Harden. I think that would not do good for God, the team. No. I honestly God, don't no. think that would work. Like I, I just think don't, it would kill the locker room too. Yeah. Max Kellerman said yesterday on first take that he thinks if they added James Harden, they'd become worse than they are now. I think so, too. Because they would probably have to get rid of Karis LeVert. They'd probably have to get rid of Spencer Dinwiddie. They'd probably have to get rid of Both would be gone. Exactly. Be gone. And I think, I think those two... As for Jared Allen also. That's it. And I think those two or three are bring more to a locker room and to the court than James Harden ever will. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. Let's uh, move on to the marquee matchup of the night, which is the Dallas Mavericks at the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers are favored by six and a half right now. Cam, you go first. You've been going last a lot here. All right. Uh, again, the Lakers, like the Heat, a little, little hungover. I also think the Clippers were, like, selling. They sold out to win that game. Like, it just – it is. Serge looked good, though. I'm happy. He looks like he's going to fit nice in L.A. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm going to take the Lakers minus five and a half. I think Anthony Davis is going to catch stride and really, like, prove to everyone why, why, he, why he won the ship last year. LeBron, too, is going to turn up. <laughs> Obviously, they were limited a little bit the other night, but they're, they're going to get back into big minutes, and, and I think they'll cover the five and a half. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm not going to lie on this one. I think I, I, I don't know. I don't know which way to go on this one because Luka Doncic is my pick for MVP this year because I he's so good. He is so good. But and the the Lakers like not to say they look bad, but you could see that they're they're going through that that championship hangover, the short right. off season. So personally, as a better, I would stay away from this game just because I don't know who's gonna win it. Like I don't I don't. Six and a half is not a lot, but the way the lookers the Lakers looked 
I, I don't know if six and a half. Lakers Lake. Lakers Lake. I don't know if six and a half is 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 a good good thing, but so I would stay away from this game if you were betting. Yeah, I would definitely stay away from this game too. Uh, I, I agree with Shane a hundred percent. I think Luka Doncic is the MVP this year. I think Luka Doncic is going to be a three plus time MVP in this league easily. Uh, I think it's going to be Luka's league once LeBron's gone. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I'm biased. I don't know, but I just love Luka Doncic so fucking much. Uh, I think with that said though, I think that the Lakers are going to win. I think they're going to cover. I don't think the Mavs have enough around Luka right now. They have KP, who can match up well against AD, and then who the hell's guarding LeBron? You know what I mean? I think it's just a matchup nightmare for the Mavs this week. Um, so I have Lakers covering that, uh, despite Luka, despite KP, despite all that, despite the championship hangover for the Lakers. Uh, I think it's Lakers by 10+. plus. So all I got to say about this game is that I love the Luka Doncic-LeBron James matchup, and here's the reason why. LeBron James, ever since he entered the league, has been the best player in the league for one simple reason, is that he could do everything, okay? He could pass the ball, he could score, and he could rebound, as well as anyone in the league on any given night. And to me, that's the reason why Luka Doncic has taken over the league, like Dawson said. Because I think Luka Doncic is the closest thing you're going to get to LeBron in this league right now. And when LeBron's gone, we're, they're going to need another star. I mean, when LeBron leaves, the league's never going to be the same. I, I don't know if they're ever going to have a star that big ever again. Like, no. like everyone thought that Zion was going to be, but Zion, the Zion hype kind of killed out. LeBron's hype never killed, like, never died out. Uh, I just want to say I would, not, I would not pump the brakes on Zion right now. Like, don't, don't on the turn everything off on Zion right now. Turning him oh, off. Shane, off. wait till you off. see my Christmas list, baby. Wait till you see my fucking Christmas <laughs> list. Anyways, that being said, about the game, I know that my boy LeBron loves a good Christmas show, okay? So give me the Lakers to cover. And give me right. LeBron to have a nice big game. Give him a triple-double as well. I right, Lu- I do- bold prediction, sorry. I think Lucas putting up a triple-double. I too. think so. I, he, he almost did it last night. He felt like two rebounds short and a couple assists, but I don't, I don't really like How about it. they both get triple doubles? Right. I go to fucking triple OT and we, we get a <laughs> If they both get triple doubles, Matt will, <laughs> if they both get triple doubles, Matt will do the next podcast shirtless. <laughs> All right. So last game of the day, we've got the LA Clippers minus one against the Denver Nuggets. And since I went last, last I'm going to go first. To me, this might be controversial, but I think that the Denver Nuggets are a better team than the LA Clippers. Okay? So give me them plus one. This is controversial, I know. It is. That's the yeah, name I, of the game, I, baby. And I just want to say game. that Jamal Murray is criminally underrated. Okay? Didn't look like I'm never going to stop night. saying it. He did not look too good last night. Well, I mean, he got fouled out, right? I don't know what the fuck he was on he that He looked thing. terrible even when he was on the court. It doesn't matter if he fouled out or not. Well, you're going to pump the brakes after one game, man? No, I'm just saying. Yeah, I think they should cut him. <laughs> <laughs> Let him come home. Anyways, that's um, my So I, I don't like the Nuggets that much. Um, and for one reason, I think Jokic is so underrated that people – Okay, this is going to sound fucking really dumb, but he's very underrated. So people try to hype him up so much that he becomes overrated. Like, Matt, you shared this tier list on 
um, on Twitter yesterday, and he was in like tier two or three, like above Paul George, above Kawhi, above Steph Curry, above all these people. I'm like, like pump the brakes a little bit. I, I think they're trying have him over Paul George. I don't know. Hundred percent. I don't know. I think there's a lot of players better than Jokic, and he's just. I don't know. This is just, and again, this is the name of the show. Nothing but controversy. I think he's just, I don't know. I think he was underrated at a point and I think he's still underrated, but they hype him up so much for being underrated that people overvalue him. I've got Jokic on the same tier as uh, Steph. This is Nick Wright's pyramid. He's got uh, LeBron up top with Luca and uh, yeah. Durant right under. So kind of makes sense there. I just said that. Switch Harden and uh, Kawhi on the third, uh, and you got a, yourself a deal. But, uh, yeah. Right, but so Jokic is on the same level as Kawhi. Yes. I disagree. I, I disagree with that. I told you I disagree with that. But I would have him on the okay. same. I would have him on the – I would I would have him on a better <clears throat> tier than Paul George. That's just me. Yeah. Anyways. Personally, I don't think Denver's better than, than the Clippers. No. I still like Oh, yeah, Clippers I didn't even give lot. my pick. I'm taking the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take the Clippers also. Um, I like them. I, le- I really like Serge, man. I love Serge. He's one of my favorite players in the league. I think he's a great fit there. Uh, he's back with Kawhi, so I'm excited to see what they'll do. But yeah, yeah and no, I think he's gonna I, give, I, he's gonna give the Clippers what he gave the Raptors, what the Raptors were missing last night, right, third quarter right. spark. I think he's gonna be huge. Yeah, I agree. They lost Harold, but getting Ibaka, I think it's a good replacement for sure. I think he's better than Montrezl Harrell. I don't. <laughs> I don't think I do. so. I do. I'm biased. I, I just love Serge. I'll take Serge over fucking any big man. Any big man. Okay. You heard what I said. Okay. And this one, uh, I hope Jamal Murray bounces back. That nine points, it kind of hurt. It kind of broke my heart when I checked the stat line. Uh, I think he does bounce back. I think he goes off for 30 plus. But I think the Clippers. They continue their revenge tour, baby. And they, I'm taking them by over 10. Wow. Okay. All right. So let's move on to our next segment. And this is sure to be a doozy. Uh, last week we did what's on your Christmas list NFL-wise. Today we got what's on your Christmas list NBA-wise. Okay. So I got a couple things here. My first thing, my Christmas list for the NBA that LeBron gets another MVP. He so deserves another MVP. It is criminal that he did not get the MVP last year. He was the best player in the league the entire year, the most valuable. Ever since he entered the league, he's been the most valuable player in the league, okay? And they continue to make this award all about stats. To me, the most valuable player is the damn best player on the best team. You know, the most valuable thing in sports is wins. It's not how many triple doubles you have, okay? It's how many wins you got. It's how many rings you got, okay? And think about it. When LeBron left Cleveland to go to Miami, what happened to Cleveland? They got the number one pick because they sucked. Because LeBron took a a raggedy-ass team to the top championship, okay? Then he left the Heat. The Heat were decent. They still kind of sucked. But then when LeBron left the Cavs again to go to the Lakers, what happened again? They sucked again. And LeBron took another raggedy-ass team to the final. I can't even believe That was his best year. 2018, when he took that team to the championship, when they got swept. Oh, my God. That was his best year. 
I mean, what else can you ask for? You got 51 points in game one, and then J.R. Smith fucked it. <laughs> Give my man the MVP, okay? I don't even care if it's about tying Jordan's MVP. LeBron should have seven MVPs, okay? That's all I got to say. My I think next we're going to have – we're gonna have to edit out a bit of this. I think you <laughs> is Devin Booker has got to start getting the the respect he needs. He is a franchise player, and people just underrate him because he plays for the Phoenix Suns. If he played for any other team, any other big market team, he would be such a big name in the NBA, and it's criminal that he does not get the respect he deserves. So those are my two things on my Christmas list. Okay, Santa. All right. I'm going to go. Um, so going back to what we said before about Zion, um, I want everyone, I want the league, I want the analysts to pump the brakes on Zion Williamson a little bit. Um, you, know, you know, you can make the argument both oh, ways. That he's, like that one. <laughs> you, can make, you can make the argument both ways that he's only played 24 games. He's only played 24 games. You know, we can't make any judgment calls yet. And in those 24 games, he's been good. But again, I'm going back to this list that Matt shared where – they have Zion Williamson, you know, ranked over as a better player than Pascal Siakam, than Kyrie Irving, than even John Morant, who beat him for Rookie of the Year last year, than Kyle Lowry, who's a six-time All-Star. And I'm not saying – if I had to build a franchise around one right now, I would take Zion. I'm not saying that. But to put him in tiers with multiple-time NBA All-Stars, to put him above multiple-time NBA All-Stars, after 24 career games – I think we need to cool it a little bit. He's not even the best player on his own team right now. I think we need to cool it just a little bit uh, on that. So, Zion, I love you. I loved you coming out of high school. I loved you coming out of Duke. But uh, let's pump the brakes a little bit. I know this podcast is called Nothing But Controversy, but Jesus, nothing but agreement there. Man, I got it. Okay. I think everyone needs to take a chill pill on this guy. Yeah. I agree. Anyways, second. And, again, I think Shane is going to like me for this one. I think Cam, too. Um, I, I know he's a six-time All-Star, but I think people need to give Kyle Lowry credit for how much he does for Toronto Raptors. I need, yes. think they need to give Kyle Lowry credit for how much of a comeback he's made just in terms of a person, in terms of being a leader, in terms of being a player. He leads the league in taking charges, which is a criminally underrated stat. It is the most you know, momentum-shifting play that you can hit other than like a dagger three or a poster. Um, I think that's huge. I think Kyle Lowry is so underrated, so undervalued, uh, and not given the appreciation he deserves. He deserved to be an all-star every year. And I think every year people kind of question why he was named an all-star. Um, but that means they just don't want to watch Toronto Raptor games because there's very seldom games where Kyle Lowry doesn't have a huge impact on the game. Uh, so second on my Christmas wish list is give Kyle Lowry some freaking recognition. Let me just um, say something about that, okay? Absolutely. So, yesterday, I had a bet that had Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry both getting 20 points, and Pascal Siakam had 20 points, and, and Kyle Lowry had 18 going into the fourth, and he didn't score a point, and I lost the bet. So, I agree with you that Kyle Lowry deserves some respect, but not yesterday, okay, because I'm pissed. <laughs> All right. So, Matt's bet aside, um, that's <laughs> my, the second item on my Christmas wish list. Um, and I'm going to shoot it over to one of you two, and I'm going to just concoct my argument for my third Christmas wish list. So whoever, the floor is yours. All right, all right. Uh, mine, the first thing on my Christmas list is I need the Raptors to start knocking down shots. 
I, I just needed to happen. <laughs> like it was it was horrible to watch. So I just hope I and beyond that, I just hope Nick Nurse figures out a way to get this squad uh like just some wins and, and be competitive all year. You know, it, it's tough without like a real number five. You lost Serge. Um you lost Gasol also like two huge losses, obviously we know that. So uh on my exorcist, I hope I hope Nick Nurse figures it out. Um the second thing on my list is I hope the Canadians in the NBA fucking ball out this year. Jamal yeah. Murray, SGA, fucking mm-hmm. Lou Dort, uh, RJ also. I just hope all the Canadian boys get have a good year, you know? I want, and not for nothing, I want Andrew Wiggins to show me something, man. Like, I know I'm, I know I'm biased because I'm Canadian, but I think that's the most disappointing first overall yeah. pick in recent memory. Like I, Anthony Bennett dude, has uh, entered like, the conversation. <laughs> for real. Yeah, exactly. Like, but like, I, I think mm-hmm. like, Anth- but Anthony Bennett was a shock. Like, no one yeah, was no, expecting him to go first overall. But Andrew Wiggins, as Canadians, we knew about him since he was 15 years old. He was hyped yeah. up so much, and then I don't know what the fuck happened. I think if he played with LeBron and didn't get traded for Kevin Love, I think he'd be a multiple time All Star right now. Um, but yeah, that that, that just bums me out, man. Valuable. That right. bums me out. Go, going for my for my list. Going to uh, back to the Canadians. Get RJ out of New York. That's what I want. That is what I, I want. RJ out of New York because he is so good, and there is no one around him. You asked a guy that you drafted third overall last year to come into a team that, like, based on recent history, is probably the worst team in the NBA. And you asked him in a big market to turn up and try and carry that team to the playoffs without surrounding him. That's how careers get ruined. It's by putting too much on young guys and not letting them develop. I think, I don't think, not to say RJ was not NBA ready, but he was not ready to carry a team. And yeah. I, they, I, they didn't do anything in this offseason that helped build around him either. That's what I'm saying. Get RJ out of New York and let him ball out on another team. And, my second thing on my list, uh, obviously this is not going to come as a surprise, but get LeBron ring number five, baby. Give him number five. Uh, I already think that he's better than Jordan. I've thought that for a while, but everyone's debate is always, oh, he only has four rings. Well, it was three, but now everybody's, oh, he only has four. So does he have to go win six for people to start thinking that he's better than Jordan? Like they're arguing that he lost in the finals, but he brought his team further met more times than Michael Jordan did. So I don't care how many rings it takes for people to start admitting that LeBron is the GOAT. Keep giving him rings. That's all I have to say. All I have to say about that is thank you, okay? Dumbest argument in sports is that he was three and six in the finals, okay? If he ever gets six rings, I don't want anyone ever to say that he's not as good as Jordan because he's six and six, okay? Because all you're doing is punishing him for making it farther in the playoffs than Michael Jordan did. Well, you're, what they're arguing is that if he would have lost in the first round, it's better than going to the finals. To me, that's the, the dumbest thing that you can argue. I like, agree. I just don't understand what goes through your head to say, oh, my God, Michael Jordan's better for bringing the, the Chicago Bulls to the first round and losing than LeBron taking that sorry-ass 2018 team and losing to the, the Warriors with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant. Like, are you kidding me? Boys, we have our Instagram clip of the oh <laughs> <laughs> oh, Like, oh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna pass out. Right. <laughs> I'm adding one last thing to my Christmas wish list, and that is give Luca one more star with him. I think Luca deserves to. No, maybe not yet. He doesn't deserve a championship yet, but uh, as a whole, he's gonna have to win a championship in his career, and I think he can. But they need a. It, it, like is Kristaps Porzingis an All Star? No. No, I think they need a second All Star in in Dallas. Like, would James Harden be cool? I don't know. Like, I don't think Luca and, and Harden would work. I think I it would. You know why? I think it would. Luca would just let it happen. You know, like that's it. I don't think I don't think Luca needs to have the ball in his hands to to be happy. To be honest. Yeah, but I think they're better with the ball in Luca's hands than yeah. with the ball in Harden's hands. I think they need they need a older superstar like okay i spoke about this with someone i think chris paul to dallas would have been the Amazing. best trade that could have oh, possibly yeah. happened an older superstar who knows for a fact what he's doing with devin booker who knows for a fact that it's going to be lucas league in a few years i think chris paul to dallas would have been the best trade ever or the best what, what, did he get traded or yeah he got traded would have yeah, been the traded. best trade dallas could have made i think that would have been amazing even if after this year, Dallas goes and gets like a Kyle Lowry or someone like that. I'm not saying Kyle Lowry and Chris Paul are on the same level because they're not. But just a point guard that's in his, past his prime that knows Luka Doncic is up next that can help him, you know, develop and all that. I think that would be so sick for Dallas. So that's what my Christmas wish lock it in. All I got to say to that is, you know why I love Luka Doncic? It's because there's nothing to hate about him. No. He, just, he just seems like such a great guy. He's an amazing player. Yep. He never gets like in trouble, you know, like. I understand why some people don't like LeBron because I mean right now I don't know why you would you would hate LeBron because he's done nothing but been a saint for the past five years when he did the whole like I'm the best player in the world like the whole, he had a whole decision show to go to Miami like I understand why you wouldn't like him okay that makes sense he's the one who created super teams whatever it is whatever you want to say but if you're gonna hate on him for building a school for fighting social justice like all that stuff like I just don't understand how you could hate that guy at this point but yeah. going back to Luka Doncic, phenomenal. Anyways, yeah. let's move on to our next segment, which is going to be my favorite one. I really want to know what you guys have to say. And that's, you know, we all have big Christmas parties. We can't have them this year. So just imagine if you could invite three athletes to a dinner party, who would they be? And I'll go last. All right, I'll jump in. So the first one, uh, as we know, big Colts fan. Without a doubt in my mind, accolades aside, being the best Colts player of all time, being a top five quarterback of all time, we can fight about that after. Um, I think Peyton Manning is one of the funniest human beings, one of the funniest athletes on the planet. He hosted the ESPYs. He was fucking hilarious. Best ESPYs ever. Best ESPYs yeah. ever. I think Peyton Manning at Christmas dinner would be phenomenal. I don't know if you guys remember. I know Matt, me and you used to watch this as a kid when we do like these random things. Do you remember the Peyton Manning SNL skit? Oh my! Like, where he's telling hilarious. kids to like run in the dumps, run in the porta potty <laughs> and shit. He's giving a kid tattoos. He's like throwing the ball at the back of kids' heads. Peyton Manning is one of the funniest dudes ever. I think he'd be a great acquisition to uh, my Christmas dinner. Second, kind of goes hand in hand, somewhat based on uh, some recent golf tournaments. Uh, but number two on my list would be <laughs> Tiger Woods, baby. I think Peyton and Tiger. So, so I, I could have named just three names, but I also wanted to have a relationship with all these guys because I didn't just want to have three guys that didn't know each other that just it was awkward for half of Christmas dinner no 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 I wanted a good family Christmas dinner that's why Tiger Woods is the second 
uh, athlete on my list. I think him and Peyton kicked off each other very well. Uh, Tiger is one of my favorite athletes of all times, of all time. Um, you know, best golfer of all time, in my opinion. You can argue with me on that as well. Uh, but Tiger Woods, you get a seat at the Christmas table. Uh, and then finally, I had Steve Smith. But then I said, he wouldn't get along with Peyton and Tiger. They're not the same. Um, that's why I added, right before the show, thanks to Cam, I added Pat McAfee, another Colts legend. Uh, again, probably the funniest athlete of all time. Pat McAfee show is amazing. Uh, he's absolutely killing that. I think he would get along great with Peyton and Tiger. Uh, you know, we would have a jolly old time. And I think, uh, yeah, I think that's why I would choose these three. So Peyton Manning, Tiger Woods, Pat McAfee, December 25th, 6 p.m., Vaudroid Dorion. Uh, you guys are invited <laughs> to the Christmas dinner. We're having turkey and stuff and maybe. Let me just tell you that Pat McAfee's draft announcement in Tennessee was. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, that was great. <laughs> Amazing. That was Amazing. one of my favorite draft moments of all time. And the guy turned out to be a pretty fucking good player. So Bobby Okariki, baby. Anyways. I'll go, I'll go next. Um, I did, definitely did not put as much thought into this as Dawson did, apparently. Um, I mean, I, you guys can guess number one. It's pretty obvious. We just went through a whole rant about him. LeBron James is sitting at that table. I do not care. He's there. You, you already know he's my favorite athlete of all time. Uh, we share the same birthday, man. Are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> talk about yeah, how great about is it to be born on the. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyways, he's just there because he's my favorite athlete. Uh, second is Terrell Owens, man. I love that guy. The cockiness he played with was so fun. When he was doing sit ups, when there was a bunch of reporters at his house, that was one of my favorite interviews of all time. That was hilarious. I think he would be great. Uh, I think he could liven up a party anytime he walks in, you know. And then second, uh, third, uh, my boy, this year's Heisman winner, Kyle Trask. <laughs> so I can call Matt and just have Trask yell, about, yell at him about how much Mac Jones fucking sucks. That's all I have to say. Next. Do you really believe that Mac Jones sucks? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cam, all right. let's hear it. All right, all right. Baker all right. Mayfield, Kyler Murray. I was right about to say, you know, I, I really strongly considered going with the fucking big three Oklahoma quarterbacks. I think that would be entertaining, but no. Um, I am going to go with Baker Mayfield, though. Uh, one of my favorite athletes. I love him. He's I find him hilarious. He just has these one-liners that, that I don't know. I just like him. He's entertaining. Um, he's a family guy, too. Uh, yeah, I like him. He's just he's a good personality. I, find, I think he's a great quarterback. We'll see. Uh, We'll see what he can do, like, through his career. But definitely a guy i got to have at my Christmas table. Um, the next guy, I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. I love a short quarterback. I love Russ. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard his podcast. <laughs> so entertaining. What, man? I, I was a short quarterback. Just being a short quarterback after you with Christmas dinner. Huh? Just being short after you with Christmas listen, dinner. All right, all right. All right. Uh, I'll take your point. But he has a podcast. He's, he's entertaining. All right. Good conversationalist. Yeah. Um, obviously a really smart guy. For me, it was between him and Deshaun Watson. Deshaun oh, Watson is your third? No, he, he was, it was either Russ or Deshaun, but uh, I had to okay, go with okay. Russ. Okay. But, okay. I have um, a question. Did yeah. you change your name to Serge Ibaka Fan Club? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to give you guys a good chuckle. Oh, and, uh, yeah, so last on my list, a little, I went with a little past and present mix. Um, 
I'm I went with Chad Ochocinco. Dude, he's just I don't know what there is to say about that guy. He's just absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Uh, is one of my one of his favorite like one of my favorite sayings of his is three things are guaranteed in life: death, taxes, and eighty-five is going to be open. Like that's just iconic, man. All the celebrations, all I just want to hear is like top five stories, you know. Yeah. Whether it's pro career or like. Oh, he will for sure. For sure, he's rolling up in the smart car. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Big, big Christmas dinner with Bake, Russ, and uh, and Ocho Cinco. All right. So listen, like Shaner said, it's easy number one, and it's this guy, LeBron James, best athlete of all time. I have to meet this guy. Okay, I have to go see him play. That's all I gotta say. Okay. And the other reason why I would want LeBron is because nothing helps a dinner party like some alcohol. And you know LeBron likes his wine and he likes his tequila. And I don't like tequila, but if LeBron James offered me some damn tequila, you know I'm not saying no, okay? <laughs> and I'm trying to get wasted with LeBron James. Imagine getting wasted with LeBron James, okay? <laughs> That's all I got to say. LeBron would bring some wicked Christmas gifts too. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Bro, he's taking, take he's taking Bronny's stash with him too. <laughs> Smoking that brownie pie. <laughs> okay. Number two is got to be my man, Drew Brees. Okay? He's the reason why I love New Orleans so much. Okay? Reggie Bush was the guy who brought me to cheer for New Orleans, but Drew Brees made me fall in love. Okay? There's nothing you can't love about that guy. Okay? <laughs> He's always... What are you laughing about? Drew Brees made me fall in love. <laughs> Drew Brees made me fall in love with the team, man. Like, there you go. Matt's bringing him too because he's a short quarterback. Matt's bringing him because he has a crush on him. This, I have an I have a crush on all of these guys. Anyways, right. he's always playing with a smile. He just seems like he loves life. He loves football, and you know you gotta have some jolly guys at a Christmas party. I feel like he's the guy who you know he would bring a bottle of wine, say thanks for inviting me. You know he brings some gifts. You know he would just be that guy that just meshes everyone together. Okay. And I need someone to mesh people together because the next person on my list might be controversial, but it's Matt Stafford. I want Drew Brees to meet the person who's going to be replacing him in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> Matt oh, Stafford, man. I'm going to get him super drunk off LeBron James's tequila. I'm going to tell him to demand a trade to New Orleans <laughs> to be the next franchise quarterback for the Saints and lead them to another championship after their second this year. Okay. That's my three picks for Christmas dinner. Yeah. I want to go around the table again quickly because we do have time. And I want you guys to tell me who's two people you would absolutely – like if they showed up to your door on Christmas dinner, two athletes, if they showed up to your door Christmas dinner, bottle of wine in hand, you would fucking close the door in their face. Brad Marshall. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go oh, first. Man. So my number one, we spoke about it before. If Marcus Smart shows up to my house with a bottle <laughs> of wine – I'm calling the feds and I'm closing the door in his face. The second one is Tom Brady for no other reason than I just hate Tom Brady. Wow. I hate Tom Brady so much. Um, he's a cheater. Giselle. Giselle can stay home too. Okay. Um, Tom Brady is a cheater. He French kisses his son and I don't want that. At my Christmas party. <laughs> Same. Oh, man. That's a thing. Yeah, this is, this is a good one. I got to think. Yeah, come back to me. Draymond Green annoys me. Oh, yeah. I can see that, too. That's a good one. That's one guy I would probably just say, I, I don't want you here. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, it's kind of Draymond Green. So imagine just being able to tell people you have dinner with them. <laughs> you know, like, would you really? Like, you know? Yes. Like, yes. Oh. Actually, I have I one. would close the door in Tom Brady's face. Go. I, have a, I have a good college football guy. Sam Ellinger. Oh, man. I cannot stand him. I cannot stand him whatsoever. I'm happy Oklahoma smoked him a couple of times. Uh, I got my That's awful. I got huh? my team. I didn't even hear who you said. Sam Ellinger, the quarterback for Texas. Oh, okay. Okay. okay, or, okay. I, I can't stand him. Cannot stand him. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, if Zeke ever showed up to my house, I would close that door so fast. I hate that, man. I don't think there's an athlete in this world I hate more than Zeke. I don't even know why. I don't I, – I, I really – I cannot give you guys a reason why I hate Zeke that much. Actually, you know who you know who else? You know who else is Kirk Cousins? Who like that? <laughs> Tell me yeah, about if, it. you know what? If he said that shit, I would smash the ball of wine over his head. I, no <laughs> way. My second guy, Ryan Kerrigan. Really? I hate that guy because he's so good. <laughs> that's, so that, that's, terrible. that's terrible. He's so good. I hate him. Bro, every time he does the little, <laughs> the little flex after a sack, I want to fucking knock him out. <laughs> that was, that was oh, probably friend. the worst. Because I'm so tired of him getting hit by him, and he just does this after every time. Oh, man. I just want to knock him out. He's so good. I hate him. Yeah. Well, I got, we got to play him twice a year. He gets like oh, 18 man. sacks a game. All right. Well, that was way better than I thought, so I'm very happy we did that. <laughs> um, All right. So – with that being said, let's go to our last segment of the day. We always like to end off with, uh, with a nice segment that's going to make you some money. So uh, our betting locks of Christmas Day. we got a lot of sports going on Christmas Day. We just talked about it the entire episode. What is one thing that you are guaranteeing is going to happen and you're willing to put your money on it? Let me hear uh, Shaner. Russia beats the States in the World Juniors. Money line or is money yeah, line, okay. money line. Okay. Cool. Is that Christmas Day? Yeah, it's tomorrow. Yeah, cool. it's tomorrow night. Dope. Interesting. All right, I'm gonna go. My I have a few. I'm gonna parlay a few actually. I'm gonna parlay Saints Vikings, taking Saints minus seven. Um minus two Brooklyn over Boston. I'm gonna take Brooklyn. And then I'm also gonna parlay uh Milwaukee over Golden State. Milwaukee minus eight and a half. I think those are going to hit very, fairly easily. That's my lock of the week. All right, I'll Ken, take, you go. I'll end it off. Here. Not necessarily something where you get a line, but I'll take Alvin Kamara two touchdown score. I think it's a lock. I think it's a lock. Anytime touchdown score. I love it. I love it. Honestly. Maddie. I don't know if I would guarantee. I don't know if I'd guarantee him scoring twice, but I could definitely guarantee him scoring once. But uh, yeah, I mean the, I mean Alvin Kamara's been on a tear, obviously, and the Vikings defense has taken a steep head dive since last year, especially the rushing defense. And uh, look for the Saints' O line and running game to just exploit that all day. And watch uh, watch for Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara to bust a couple uh, twenty-plus yard runs. But uh, my lock is Alvin Kamara, anytime touchdown score. With that being said, that's it for our special Christmas Day episode of the Nothing But Controversy podcast. I'd just like to wish everyone a happy holidays. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time.
Later, everyone. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I love Serge Ibaka. He's going to go <laughs> off tomorrow. That's all I want Tom to Brady and Ryan Kerrigan. <laughs> Thank you. Later. <laughs>